Good morning. I know I just told you to sit down, but I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of the gospel. Thank you. If you're able. The, the gospel this morning is John 13, 1 through 17. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you, should, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Thank you. You know, there are, uh, there are pieces of scripture uh, that I look at and I think, how in the world am I going to preach on that? <laughs> right? Admittedly, a lot of those come from places like Numbers and Leviticus, all right? Uh, Right, so, so you, 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 there are passages of Scripture that take a lot of explanation and a little bit of digging and a little bit of stuff to get to. And then there are passages like the one today, which really don't need a whole lot of preaching to get you to understand what it is. Right? Because we're talking, we've been talking in this series about serving. Right? And we mentioned last week the idea that Jesus uh, chooses, chose to serve each of us Right? By emptying himself was the language that we use. He emptied himself so that he might serve us, so that he would serve the purposes of God. Right, Because ultimately, as much as it served for our good, it really, for him, was all about doing what Jesus asked him to do. How do I serve God and serve God well? And so, so Jesus is demonstrating that for us in this passage this morning. And so I want to just uh, to spend a moment walking you through the passage adding a little bit of context, but really just getting you to think about what is happening 
in these verses. Because it's, it's easy, I think, in many instances of the gospel to read it and go, well, that sounds really nice. And then that's the end, right? We're like, well, yeah, that sounds good. But we don't realize the, the impact, the weight that is held within Scripture. And so in these verses, it, it says, Jesus knew the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Right? So, so first of all, think of the impact of this. Jesus knows what comes next. Right? There have been a lot of moments in my life where I wish I knew what came next. Right? We're always looking. There's sort of this discontentment almost built into us. We're always looking for what is next. And we're like, God, if I can't see the whole staircase, I'm not going. <laughs> right? We want to be able to see what's coming up. But Jesus could. Right? Jesus knew what was coming up. He knows that there is hardship. He knows that the cross waits for him. He knows that his disciples are going to abandon him. He knows that, that Judas is going to literally betray him. He knows these things, and yet it says, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He knew what was coming. He knew what they would do. He knew the steps they would take as he was going to go and be crucified. And it says, yet he loved them to the end. He loved them to the end. And so to demonstrate his love, right, to demonstrate his love for his disciples, it says the evening was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Okay, so, so I want to I focus on that for just a second, right, because the rest of the story builds out of this, right? He knew, he knew that all power was his. And I've always wondered in those moments, right, why would Jesus, knowing that all power was his, knowing that, that he could do anything he wanted, why is it that he still goes to the cross? <laughs> why is it that he still chooses death and suffering and betrayal? Right? And there are other things I question too, right? I, I always question, like, knowing what he knows, knowing that he has all power, why in the world did he give it to us? <laughs> right? Why, why didn't he just do it? Right? Because like, there are times we can get discouraged, right? Because like, I feel like I'm not fulfilling what God wants me to do, and I'm, and I'm falling short of what Jesus could have done if he had just done it himself. And yet, and so it says Jesus has all the power, and because he has all the power, in these verses I find that I, he, has, he has a great assurance that I think you see oftentimes in, in Christians who are, who are near death. Right. As, as a pastor, you, you, I do a lot of, we do a lot of funerals, Diane and I both, and, uh, and what you see, there's a huge difference between funerals of people who are, who are devout Christians who love Jesus and then the people who weren't, right? Because the, the people who are devout lovers of Jesus, they get to the end and they say, hallelujah, sign me up, I'm out of here. <laughs> and everyone else is very fearful, and so when I read these verses, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, right? He knows he's coming to the end. He knows what's happened. He has this great assurance. In fact, it even says he came from God and is returning to God. He knows where he's headed, right? So he knows that after this all happens, all will be well, that, that great things are happening. And so because he has this assurance, he's able to spend his final moments doing this washing of the feet. Because he has an assurance of what comes next, he can be very purposeful in the way he spends his final moments. Because he doesn't have to worry about what comes next. 
He doesn't have to worry about where he's headed. He's not worried about what God's going to do. He's not even, at this point, I don't think he's even worried about being crucified. And because he's not worried, he can be purposeful in his next step. In his next step, it says, he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. See, now, this is where I have to kind of give you a little bit of context, all right? So you have to think back, Middle East, okay? Middle East, in the time of Jesus, everybody wore Birkenstocks. Close enough, right? So everybody wore sandals, okay? They're, they're walking. It's the Middle East. It's not exactly normal dirt like we have here, all right? Even just, you know, I, I spend time in East Africa. It's all red clay there. That dirt gets everywhere, right? So imagine you're walking in that every day in sandals, all right? Look, I am not a feet person, all right? I think all feet are gross. I'm just th going to throw that. I think my own feet are gross, okay? Feet are gross. However, I cannot imagine how gross your feet would be if you are spending all day walking in sandals, all day, every day, in this dirt, right? I cannot imagine how gross people's feet are. And so it was sort of common custom at, uh, when you would go to a home, if you were a guest, they would have some servant who would come and, with a basin and a towel and wash your feet for you, okay? Now, you might think, okay, dirty feet, I get it, but still, why bother washing their feet? Right? It's not like they have carpet, right? So why wash their feet? Well, the thing is, when they would sit down for meals, they're not sitting up in chairs like we would at a table, right? They're relaxed at little tables that are down low, right? They're relaxed at down low. Your feet are right there, right? You're right there. So they would wash their feet, right? Because that way, you don't have these nasty, dirty feet in your face while you're trying to eat your meal, and so Jesus, taking this, this form of the servant, he gets up and he does the foot washing himself. He doesn't hire somebody. He doesn't ask somebody, right? He is, let, me, let me just throw this out. He's Jesus, right? He could have easily guilt-tripped somebody into doing this for him. Right? They're like, guys, if you only knew what I'm about to do, you would wash these feet for me, right? But he doesn't, right? Because remember, he's being purposeful. He knows what comes next. He knows this is the end. And so he's being purposeful with the lesson he leaves his disciples. And so he gets up himself, he gets his towel, and he gets his water, and he starts to wash their feet. Till he comes to Simon Peter. <laughs> and Peter says, in essence, what are you doing? <laughs> Jesus, what are you doing? Right? That is not the proper place to be. And, and it's funny to me because as I read this, I could almost picture all of Jesus' encounters with the Pharisees leading up to this moment, right? Where they would say, well, why are you eating with that sinner? <laughs> why are you healing this guy? Because clearly he sinned, it's his fault, right? Every moment he has with these ultra-religious types are exactly this. Why would you do that? And now his own disciple, Peter, Peter says, Lord, you're going to wash my feet? <laughs> He says, you're, the, you're like the guest of honor here today, and you want to wash my feet? And of course, Jesus, he was never straightforward with these things. He says, you do not realize what I'm doing, but later you will understand. And Peter says, absolutely not. This is not going to happen. You are not going to wash my feet. 
And I think sometimes to us, when we think about serving, right? Because when the church serves, we all serve in different capacities, but it also implies that there is somebody being served. <laughs> right? When we, have, when we have greeters and ushers, they are doing the serving, but all of the rest of us benefit. We're the ones being served. When we serve, there is somebody being served. And the problem is, we like being the people, I hope, we like being the people who are doing the serving. <laughs> right? Because there's a part of us that makes us feel good. Right? Because I've, I've served somebody. But there's this weird twist where we have this thing, we don't like to be served. <laughs> right? We don't like... And, and, I, and I can speak on this from personal experience, right? We don't like if somebody else has to help us do something. And now, some of you, I think, struggle more than others, right? Some of you right now are probably thinking you want to nudge your spouse, like, listen up, right? I can't talk about my spouse because she's not here this morning. She's probably watching online. I'm going to be in trouble later. Right? But we have this thing where we, we want to do the serving, right? Because we have that built into us. The church tells us, serve, 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 serve. Right? It's the whole point of this series, right? But the thing is, there are also moments in life where we have to let someone else serve us. We have to let someone else in the church be a blessing to us in the same way that, that we've been a blessing to them. And so Peter says, absolutely not, right? Peter has the same problem. He says, you are not going to serve me, Jesus. And I love this next encounter. This, this is one of my favorite encounters of all of Scripture. Jesus says, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. He's like, Peter, look, either I can wash you or we can be done here. And Peter's response, then Lord, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Right? He says, look, if I got to be washed to be part of you, take it all. Wash all of me. <laughs> right? He's like, I'm all in. Not just my feet, God, take all of it. And so Jesus says, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew he, who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. Of course, talking about Judas. And so Jesus has this awesome encounter with his disciples where he gets down, he becomes the role of the servant, right? And they've been, this whole scripture, they've been calling him master and Lord and, and you know, son of the most high God and son of man and all those official biblical titles. And when it comes down to it, when it came down to the end of Jesus' time, his decision was to be the servant still. Even at the end of his time, when he had, you know, you think of famous last words, right? His last thing to do was to teach them to serve. And he explains it. He says, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightfully so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. In other words, he's saying, look, you call me Lord and teacher, and I am. I'm, I'm, I'm Lord and teacher to you. But if I am willing to get down and wash your dirty feet, how much more so should you be, knowing that you are trying to follow me, right? That you are a student of this teacher, if your teacher is doing it, how much more so should you? Because I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. And so Jesus has this moment, and I would even call it, I'd even call it an intimate moment, right? I'm going to call it an intimate moment because you don't go around and just touch everybody's feet, right? Okay, if you do, that is, I feel like that's a conversation we need to have later. 
right? We alive this morning? <laughs> All right. So it's an intimate moment because you're not just going to go around touching everybody's feet. And so Jesus has this intimate moment with his disciples, and he says, look, this is the same, same heart that I'm expecting of you. The same heart. To put yourself, to put aside your titles and your education and all the things that you think you've earned, to put them aside and become a servant. To serve God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your soul. Right? To put aside the things that we think we've earned, the things we know that we have earned, the privileges, to put them aside for a moment and serve one another. This is, this is the, the basic, like, in a nutshell of what Jesus expects of us, right? When you talk about loving God and loving your neighbor, it's all encapsulated in this moment where the Lord and master of the universe, the creator of all things, the, the, the disciple maker, right? God himself, God incarnate, spends his final moments with his disciples washing their feet, right? This is the gospel right here. This is everything he expects of us. And so when we talk about serving, I had to talk about this passage, right? Because this passage summarizes all of it. And we still got another week, and we're going we're gonna to talk about that next week. But this is, this is it right here, to wash one another's feet, to, to, to say, you know what? I know it's dirty. I know it's beneath me, right? I know that, that, I, that I could be or should be doing more based on my title or my education or my experience, and yet I'm choosing not to. I'm choosing to serve. And so we all collectively have to make the same decision in our lives. Are we willing to put aside our credentials, our expectations, to put aside what we think we have earned to say, all right, God, I'm yours. Do whatever you want. No matter how big, how small, I will do it. Are we, are we able and willing to say that to God this morning? Are we able to say, God, I am yours. Because at the end of the day, that's all there is to the gospel. That's all that, you know, we, 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 we make up following Jesus to be so hard, and we fill in all these blanks of things that we have to do and ways that we have to do them, right? But at the end of the day, what God has asked us to do is to simply obey, to follow in his footsteps of servanthood. So can we do that this week? That's the question, and that's the one I'll leave you with. Let me pray. God, you have established such a different way than what we would expect of the Master and Lord that we follow. We expect grandeur and amazing things, and you do those things, God. But you also are the God of the, the, the small things. You're the God who, who not only gave up his, his throne and his glory, we talked about last week, of the emptying yourself, Lord, but you, you literally, even on earth, you would give up your titles to wash feet. And so, God, forgive us of all the places where we have sought glory and, and, and praise from others. And help us to remember again this morning that we are called to be servants. Help us to empty ourselves, God, and to remember our call. Our call to serve, our call to wash feet, our call to be just like you. So help us to follow you this week, to give ourselves wholly and fully to everything you want from us, holding nothing back. Take us, God. We are yours. Amen.